This episode of It's Super Effective is brought to you by SteamWorld Dig, the indie and handheld game of the year for 3DS and Steam. SteamWorld Dig is a platform mining adventure. Take the role of Rusty, a lonely mining steambot, as he arrives into an old mining town in great need. Dig your way through the old earth, gaining riches while uncovering the ancient threat that lurks below. Get SteamWorld Dig today on Steam or in the Nintendo eShop on your 3DS. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 132nd episode of the Pokemon Podcast. My name is SBJ, and I have my dream team with me today of Will. I'm going to start snoring. I'm so sleepy. This is going to be like the sleepy time episode. This is what happened when we moved to morning shows. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Although it's afternoon here. You have no so it's nap time. It's nap time. I've been up for six hours already. Now it's time to take a nap. And our other beautiful snoozer with us today is Travis. Beautiful snoozer is the name of my sleeper car cover. I, <laughs> I was going to say, who did Beautiful Dreamer? Is that that's not uh, Beethoven? That's a uh, Bob Dylan. It is not Bob Dylan. <laughs> It's wow. the name of my Bob Dylan Beethoven crossover band. <laughs> no, it's your your uh uh David Bowie uh Roxy Music crossover band. That's that's good. Uh, uh <laughs> I have no transition from that. If uh if you guys are a new listener of It's Super Effective, uh Travis Will and myself are the three regulars, recent regulars, that have been doing the show. And how the show breaks down is usually we start off with some Pokemon news. Uh, We do talk about Pokemon here on occasion. Uh, So we'll do some Pokemon news. We'll take a break for our mid-segment. This week we are talking about what we didn't like in X and Y. Then we'll take another break and we'll do uh, our Pokemon of the week. And then we will do our goodbyes. But uh, before we dive into things... We didn't get you said that. do our goodbyes, like we're never coming back. Like at the <laughs> end of the show, this was gonna be like us bawling. Like the show has really <laughs> meant so much to me. It really changed my life. And Travis, I miss you already. Because <laughs> I'm never gonna see you again. I wanna thank my mom and dear Arceus for this opportunity. <laughs> uh I was just gonna bring up uh before we dive too deep into things that uh, there wasn't any hate on our uh, healthy, our healthy living talk last week. <laughs> so I think that's we, our first item of news. So I think we have some potential here for market share in the healthy living podcast market. Do you know why I'm so snoozy and sleepy right now? Because I gave up Red Bull in support of you, Steve. 
Oh, and I'm like such a caffeine deficiency. I've uh, I've been trying the Sobe Life Water. It's no no bueno. <laughs> We're really doing this. <laughs> what do you mean? No, okay. If you don't like Sobe Life Water, do the um the other one, vitamin water. Yeah, vitamin water is way better. Yeah. No, I mean I, I like Sobe Life Water better, but I mean for you, since you have a sweet tooth, I don't uh, like sugary. The Sobe Life Water base stats are <laughs> it's a better sweeper than it is a wall. <laughs> I would say Sobe Life Water is more of a special attacker, while Vitamin Water is a physical attacker. The move set of Sobe Life Water is really what holds it back. Like you're right, its special attack is good, but I mean, like it only learns Psy Shock. That's literally the only. Sp- so, like, what's the point? No, it learns. It's a lot like of the priority. It's like the Flareon of the flavored water. Flavored water. It's 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 more. I would say it's more like the Sableye learns a lot of priority moves and, and things that will you know mess up your opponent's junk, but it's not doing real damage. How do you feel about the Propel though? I hear it has Prankster <laughs> nowadays. No, don't ever go with Propel. Dream World ability. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, ever since Knockoff got the buff. Okay, we don't use the word buff in Pokemon talk. Buff? What does buff no, mean? There are no buffs What's in Pokemon. What's that lingo? No, that means, so knockoff, uh, last generation, had really low base power, and it was either up to, and in generation 6, it was either changed to 60 or 80, I can't remember. So it's like actually pretty viable now. But the term buff comes from other video games where it's like if you perform a certain action during a game, then one of your stats will get a boost Right. So that's called you get a buff. That that right. stat gets a buff. That does not apply. But the to terminology, the terminology also applies to like if they, um, if we were talking about uh, like some MMO or something, and they make an update and they increase the, they make some ability better. You would say they buffed that ability. No, you As would say that. Thing. I would say that you're wrong for saying that. I would so say that Knockoff's base power was increased to sixty five. From twenty, I so think that's, that's a much wow. more academic and accurate way to uh, yeah. to say it. It's a pretty huge increase, mm-hmm. isn't that a dark type move? It Not is, yeah. yeah. Um, because of the, oh, I can't say buff because of the <laughs> advantage, because of the boost the given to that boost. Boost is good, and uh, because of the boost mobile given to that and defog. Mandibuzz is pretty cool now. It's always been cool, but now you can actually use it. I always liked Mandibuzz. I wish Mandibuzz had a a male counterpart, like a male vulture, kind of like uh, Meowstic. Male. Are you talking about Braviary? No. <laughs> well, except Braviary is not a vulture. Yeah, it's an e- It's a lame eagle. But it's 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 definitely. But it's the it's the Braviary is all male. Yeah. But I like vultures. Like it, is, it is the counterpart. Yeah, sure. Really, yeah. really, I'm just asking for a better vulture design. <laughs> uh, speaking, of, cool. <laughs> speaking of designs and speaking of memes, because I know Will is on top of the memes. Or quite the opposite, because I, I don't even think I've talked to Travis on Skype all week. And he asked me last night if there were any good memes. After I had gone to bed already, um, I must yeah, this- mention we have this arrangement where Will asks me if there are any good memes, and then I don't tell him because I don't care about memes. 
So I've obviously asked the wrong person to do this research for me. Yeah, do you know there are at least five people in this world who would be so thrilled to report Name give one. me a daily meme report. <laughs> Name one. Um, I don't know who does a lot of Tumblr. Uh, Saul. Saul would I love to Saul give would. me a daily meme yes. report. Yeah, Saul would. You got me. Uh, but what I was gonna say is there's this. There's this new one of uh, Seismitoad and Toxifroak and Frogadier and Polyrath all hanging out. And then uh, Polytoad is like, hey guys, can I join you? And they're all blue and they're like, when is green an appropriate frog color? <laughs> Did you say Toxifroak? Toxifroak, yeah. I was going to let it go. It's a little bit of froaky. <laughs> I think that's appropriate. A little bit of toxic. Uh, hey, it's 11 a.m. here. I normally don't get up to like one. Uh, I got I got nothing else though. I guess we can finally move into news. Is there any news? Nothing's gonna beat our power raid. You know where I get my news from, Steve? Pokemon the Holocaster. No, the, of course not. <laughs> the Holocaster. Did you get the? You don't even play Pokemon, do you? What I played yesterday. Okay, did you get the update where they updated on the Holocaster and they were like, winter regionals are here. Find no, out where the latest I events know. are. I did that. Huh. Yeah. Oh, and I was like, that's I, was, I was totally amazed that they actually pushed out an actual Pokemon news item through the yeah. Holocaster. They did it when the whole Torchic nonsense was going on too. Well, that wasn't really news because it was kind of around before the game started. Sure. Yeah, I don't even know when Torchic started. Um, are, are we talking about Torchic in the news? Yeah, actually, that's what, okay. that's the article I had brought up. Um, today, while we're recording this, it is January 12th, so uh, it should be up later tonight or before sometime on January 13th. But uh, if you are listening to that uh, and you haven't gotten your Torchic yet, you are able to get that until January 15th, so, so just uh, about two days left. Um, so we'll make sure this episode comes out on the 16th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, the Torchic will come with its hidden ability for speed boosts, and it is also holding a Megastone for Blaziken Knight. Is it called Blaziken Knight, I think? Blaziken Knight, yeah. Is this the only way to get Blaziken Knight? Can you get it in-game? No. So there you go. Not as of yet. I'm guessing in like a... Maybe the third version or something you can. And there's no leaving your house to get this. You just have to connect to uh, the Nintendo network. Is that still called Mystery Gift? Yeah. 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 Um, so I just started up a uh, cartridge of Pokemon X, and you have to do it through Mystery Gift. I thought you might be able to do it through the Holocaster update, because um, you can receive stuff that way too, but no, you have to do it through Mystery Gift. But you can do it. Like you, you don't even have to leave your mother's house. That's true. <laughs> you don't even have to leave your basement. Speaking of what is leaving us, the closure of the Unova version Pokemon Global Link, the PGL, as some people call it, uh, will be closing on January 14th, 2014. When this happens, you will no longer be able to wake up your Pokemon by, by selecting Wake Up in the Pokemon Global Link. Uh, this means any Pokemon or items you've collected in the PGL can no longer be transferred to your Pokemon Black version, White version, Black or White 2 versions, including accessories for your Sea Gear skins and Pokedex skins. Uh, you will still be able to wake up Pokemon from inside your game using GameSync. 
Yeah, oh, I thought yeah. they were saying you couldn't wake it up at all. And I was going to be like, well, there goes that Snorlax that's been in there for about a year and a half. Aged him like some fine wine in there. <laughs> um, I was going <clears throat> to say that this didn't like seem really important to me until I thought about it for a little while and realized the Sea Gear skin I have in Black and White Two is uh, is the Mana one, and I hate it. And I was just always too lazy to change it. But if you don't change it before they close the Global Link, <laughs> your Sea Gear is going to be stuck at whatever stupid Sea Gear you have <laughs> skin you have set there. For all eternity, unchangeable ever again. As minor as that is, that's kind of a big deal to me. <laughs> Which senior skin do you have in Black like and White 2? The Toxicroak one. Oh, I'm, pretty oh, no. sure, I'm pretty sure I have the Muna one. No, I, I'm I am actually literally today I'm going to set aside some time to hop in there just to switch it back to the default Sea Gear skin because I don't want to look at Mana anymore. <laughs> in, in my black and white one, I have the the world's uh, Pikachu one with Pikachu on the skateboard. Skateboard, skateboard, yeah. yeah. I don't know if that was available to everyone or just people who went to Worlds. It was. It was available to everyone because oh, okay. I had it for a little okay. bit, but I have uh, I have Zoroark on there now, and that's fine because I love Zoroark. Travis is so far above us that he never <laughs> even bothered to ever change his Sea Gear skin. No, my Sea Gear. I don't remember. I think it ended up being the Croagunk one. Oh, okay. I don't know what Poke mileage are. Maybe I'm a noob. Noob city. Poke miles. Poke miles. Uh, but that is. Um, that's uh, getting some new features uh, on January 14th when the... Okay, so this is a little confusing. So the Global Link is closing for Black and White and Black and White 2. Mm-hmm. But the Unova Global Link is closing. Got it. It's staying open for Kalos. Um, and there's going to be new activities and new discounts on in-game apparel starting on January 14th. Um, and Pokemiles are... You get that when you like trade Pokemon, or like that's what you walk in the game. Yeah, so that's it's it's a little confusing. So you want to break it down that um, they're on the Kalos Global Link. There have not been games that you can play through your browser like there were when you went to the Dream World in the Unova Global Link. Um, so basically, what they're doing is they're going to start up doing games in uh, the Kalos Global Link. Um, with the first one being a balloon popping game. And yeah, you do get Pokemiles uh, for walking around in the game, but you also get Pokemiles when you street pass people. Uh, so if you, after you do some uh, Pokemon street passes and you, uh, you know, check your Holocaster and download them to your game, you can get a lot of street passes, uh, Pokemiles. For each person that you pass, and it's not. I at first I thought it was just one Pokemile per person you pass, but it actually increases over time. So mm-hmm. yesterday I did. I had uh, eighty nine Pokemon Street passes, and I got something like eight hundred and sixty five uh, Pokemiles for it. Um, and then you have been able to, uh, up to now, use Pokemiles to buy garbage. <laughs> through the well, global you, you, link website just before we get to that you are able to you you are able to also get pokemiles for at least doing trades online and i think battles as well and that gets you a lot like if you just want to trade for a while you'll have um a staggering amount of pokemiles is there a limit on pokemiles does it max out or i don't think there's been a posted limit no, i don't think so i'm just curious for people who don't ever I'm look at their pokemon at- miles 
I'm sitting at uh, 5,661. Dang, like, I thought there. that was good with a 2,000-something, but wow. You got to do those wonder trades. Oh, no, I, I don't, don't have to do them. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think about a lot of people have a ton more people that like breed and then put all their uh, nonsense on the... Oh, we can name one person. Justin in the Philippines, because <laughs> all he does all day is breed Pokemon and trade them out into the world. He's like, I'm building good karma by sending out these <laughs> Pokemon into the universe. <laughs> but on the 14th, so on the 14th, they're gonna they're gonna have a game uh, that you can play, and I think your ability to progress in the game is based on the number of Pokemon you've accrued. Um, and then they're also going to update the store on the global link. So there's better things to purchase through the store. And I think what's hinted at through the news article is that uh, Evolution Stones will be available for purchase through the store um, by using Pokemiles. And then the final thing is that discount. So basically you get a 50% uh, off coupon that gets transferred into your game. So then if you want to buy clothes, hats, or bags... Um, you can use it on one purchase, and it's as many items as you want as long as you um, buy them all as part of one purchase in the game, and then it's 50% off. So you can go to that boutique in Lumio City where everything is like super expensive and get you know an ugly-looking fedora and whatever else you want to <laughs> wear, and then get it for 50% off. Or you can get that uh, Vanillite t-shirt for 50% off if you want to look just like uh, Tierno. <laughs> Who doesn't? Who doesn't? I have it. He's I a, bought it. I bet He's Travis has stylish. it. He's a stylish guy. Did you buy it, Travis? I haven't bought it yet, no, but I'm going to. There we go. I just hear disappointment coming from the end, other end of this. <laughs> Skype actually gives me a notification. Like It sounds like uh, the people in your call are really disappointed in you. <laughs> Do you even Pokemon, Travis? I played yesterday. I played. Uh, I played yesterday too. Somebody, uh, a friend of mine who who lives in New York, um, that I used to work with, uh, messaged me and he was like, "I want to battle you because you run the Pokemon show." And I was like, "I do run that Pokemon show, and I guess we can battle." I haven't touched my game in like two, three weeks. Um, so I originally thought it was going to be just doubles four Pokemon, but it was singles six Pokemon. So I had two Pokemon, two garbage Pokemon. I had a Pidgeot that only knew Twister um, and Fly. Whoops. Uh, but I why would you even have that in your party? So I could fly around Kalos. And that's what Talonflame is for. I don't have a Talonflame. What? I didn't think Fletchling was that cool. Well, there shows your intelligence level right there. Right down the window. Uh, he's, he's, he's more hipster for not using Talonflame. Okay, <laughs> fine. Right. Uh, but my, uh, my Delphox and my Gudra pulled out the win. Uh, win. I was pretty much down four, so it was like two to five, and then those two, uh, with proper switching, uh, was able to widow down until all he had left was a Sylveon, and uh, Gudra can survive any Moonblast in the world, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, for all my complaining about having to get battle points to get the Razor Fang and the Razor Claw... Um, just using Gudra, I was able to do Battle Maison and just go through like 20, 40, whatever, however many levels, just using him. Yeah, Gudra is incredible. Agreed. And, and Travis has, has nothing to say. Do you know what's like- not incredible? What? Pokemon Bank. 
Because it's not here yet. It's not here yet. Wow. But we do have an update on that. I believe it was yesterday or possibly on Friday. I can't remember. I can't recall. But uh, Nintendo tweeted tweeted uh, tweets. They tweeted that uh, they are aware that we are waiting for Pokemon Bank and they are still making some fixes and they will have uh, more news for us soon. I wish I had seen that because I would have been responding. How could you not be aware that we're waiting for it? Did you secretly <laughs> release it and not tell us? Come on. Well, I heard they actually uh, pulled the pulled it from the eShop again because before you could at least see it and it would say coming soon. Yeah. And now now it doesn't show at all. They know. They just know how far off it is for me to complete the damn Kalos Pokedex. <laughs> <laughs> How much more time is going to be, even though I have uh, gotten so much better at super training now that I stopped using Talonflame and started using Blastoise. <laughs> I'm sure that this question has been asked a lot of times, but how how could it take this long if it was already released in other places and is working fine? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure, unless... I don't know. I felt like originally I was like, well, it's already working. Like, it's probably just going to take them a week or two because the eShop's been fine. There mm-hmm. hasn't been any hiccups at the eShop, but maybe maybe they're just making it better. Maybe they're making that hatch, hack check better. I mean, if they're making oh. the hack check better, I will be okay with waiting. Yep. But I can say from my background in working in business, it's probably uh, something to do with a contract. They're probably like trying to contract for Amazon S3 services or something, and like they don't like Amazon's terms or privacy uh, conditions, and they're like, "Well, not, we can't release anything until we settle that." Because you, you know, lost that's me yet. Smart, smart business, smart, Yeah, because that's what I do at my job. People come to me and they're like, "I want to buy this." Well, here's the contract, and I then find the most meaningless point and say, "No, you can't have it because I don't, you know, agree with this point in the contract." And then they cry, and that makes me happy because that's how I make money by making people cry. Okay. I'm so happy that nobody from Georgetown listens to this. Burning bridges on the show. <laughs> Burning bridges. Uh, we have uh, uh, we have one more bit of news, but uh, it's more of like a discussion piece than anything. So uh, what we'll do is we'll take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll uh, we'll tackle that news article and then we'll talk about what we hate uh, in Pokemon X and Y. Yee. are back from our first break and we have andrew joining us hey guys i just woke up <laughs> do your travis yeah. impression yeah can i do my travis impression yeah well my voice let me do my travis let's see uh <laughs> he has a clear he has a prepare <clears throat> hey what's up everybody <laughs> as good as last time but that was still pretty good do you want to hear my Travis impression? 
My Travis impression is my Bell and Sebastian cover band. <laughs> I feel like Andrew's impression of Travis was Travis trying to do me. <laughs> Travis, do me. Oh, gosh. Oh. And we are back. <laughs> or what's up, everybody? Ooh, that was good. What's up? What is a Pokemon? You want to hear my Steve impression? Toxifroke. Toxifroke. <laughs> Toxifroke. Oh my god, no. My SBJ impression is... No, no. Carrots. No. No, I don't want them raw. I don't no, we're want bringing them back cooked. healthy living! <laughs> that part of the healthy living conversation even I part of the show? No. Healthy living. Speaking of healthy, Pokemon sales in Japan are pretty healthy. Segway. Oh, thank you. Uh, this article is actually pulled off the Examiner, and it's—I I guess it's news, but it's more of a more of a talking piece. Um, so these are sales numbers that we're going to run down of sales in Japan uh, that happened, and uh, kind of puts in perspective the popularity of games in Japan uh, compared to the popularity of games in the United States. Uh, but I'll just go through the list of the best-selling games. And I think this was for the year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think it is. So Pokemon X and Y came in first with uh, just shy of 4 million copies sold in Japan only. This is all Japan-only numbers. Um, so coming in second was Monster Hunter 4 for 3DS with uh, 3.2 million. Uh, that's, my that's my jam right there. Hopefully they announce that for the United States. Uh, coming in third is Animal Cr Crossing uh, New Leaf, which is weird that they did this, like, uh, because it life total sold four million, uh, but they said between the last couple months it sold one point seven million alone. Well, it, it, because it came out in Japan much earlier than it came out in the states. Did it come Remember? out in two thousand twelve? Yeah. Is that the yeah, thing? I think so. I, it was like December so. two thousand twelve. Oh, okay, got it. <clears throat> that makes more sense. Tomodachi Collection, 1.5 million. For all the Tomodachi Collection fans out there. Well, you know, I'm confused because I actually recognize every game on this list except for that one. So I'm actually thinking... It's a Japan uh, exclusive, actually. Oh, well. Not, That's why we brought Andrew on the segment. He knows. <coughs> um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's, not the, it's, not the, it's not the one where you take your Tamagotchi and put them, bring them to school. No. Is it? Okay, I don't that's think, it's not Tamagotchi though. No, is I thought Tamagotchi is friend. Friend, friend collection. F friend collection. Nah, I collect wow. my Travis's. That's why <laughs> nobody here has it. <laughs> uh, number five. Uh, what? So far, these have all been 3DS games. By the way, number five was Dragon Quest Seven for 3DS for 1.2 million. Uh, number six was Puzzle and Dragons Z 3DS 1 million. Number seven was is, that a, is that available in English, Andrew? You all look at me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that one. Oh, it's um, it's very similar to uh, an old DS game, I, I, which I can't remember for what it was called. But it's like Tetris Attack. No, um, it's it's very similar to Bejeweled, where you have to like line up mm. gems and then they disappear. Oh, is it like Bejeweled but with the dragon people? The fighting the knights. And yeah, the, I know. And I know what you're what talking game. about. Is that called Puzzle Quest? Puzzle Quest. Yep. 
All right, so Puzzle and Dragons is basically a cross between Pokemon and that, where you have you have collectible characters that evolve and everything like that, but you have them do battles by doing the Bejeweled. That sounds stuff. way better than Pokemon Dash and Pokemon Rumble. I'm I thought you were going to say that sounds Pokemon way better regular. than <laughs> Sounds way better than Pokemon X and Y, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Number seven was Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon with just shy of a million. Number eight is Grand Theft Auto V uh, for PS3 uh, with uh, 600,000. I really want to hear that in Japanese for some reason, though. Hear everything in Japanese? Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, if it's just... Grand Theft Auto da. <laughs> or if it's just, uh, they just put Japanese subtitles and keep it in English. I don't know. They probably do it that way. Oh, yeah, possibly. Yeah, I can't imagine them revoicing that whole game. Uh, number nine is New Super Mario Brothers uh, U, the Wii U one. Uh, this isn't 3D Land. Uh, this is the one that came out with Wii, uh, which sold 584,000 with a lifetime date of just shy of a million. And then number 10 is Wii Party U uh, with uh, half a million in sales. Um, just for reference, before we dive into this article, Pokemon X and Y came out in Japan on October 12th because it was a worldwide release. Uh, it was also bundled with some Nintendo 3DSs in Japan. Um, Grand Theft Auto V came out in October 10th in Japan, uh, which was a couple weeks after the North American launch. Um, and I believe GTA V was the fastest selling game of all time in North America with, was it 2 million? Or something like that? You're asking me like it. Anyways, the, the point of the article was uh, how... Grand Theft Auto V dominated the charts and broke records in America, but uh, in Japan, it's only sold at just over half a million, and we have games like Pokemon and Monster Hunter and Animal Crossing. We pretty much have all these 3DS games on the top of you know best-selling games in Japan. Mm-hmm. And what are your guys' thoughts uh, in that, do you think? Japan just really, really loves Pokemon and really, really loves to hunt monsters and cross animals. Well, they make them, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess making them is part of the, the the selling point, but it's also just really popular over there, more so popular than here. Because if I went to ask, ask somebody at my college, what's Monster Hunter? Probably 10 out of 25 people I asked probably would say, what's that? I think Monster Hunter 3 is actually breaking that down, though. I think a lot more people are doing uptake on that. You know what Maybe. I think is, is really, is really like, brain in the mainstream? I think the Hunt guidebook. <laughs> no, don't bother advertising it. You can't get a copy anymore. Don't, don't waste your time. Do Unless like- there's a secondary market for it. I don't think so. Nah. That was a cool Kickstarter. It was a cool Kickstarter. So back to topic. I think um, in Japan, there's more of a culture. And Andrew, you'll have to correct me as our resident Japanese expert, or at least <laughs> lover of anime girls. Um, <laughs> in Japan, there is more of a culture of social gaming where it's, you know, it, it really is more uh, appealing to people to to have things where you can sort of interact with strangers uh, through the gaming interface and everything like that, where in the U.S. it's more of very much more of an isolationist 
uh, gaming environment where even if you do interact with other people, it's always through the internet. So you don't have to leave your house to, uh, to actually have that interaction where in Japan, it's like, you're going to be running up against a thousand, two thousand other people within 10 feet anyway. So might as well just have localized, uh, social gaming. How does that sound? Yeah, that sounds perfect. That sounds good. And you guys, you guys can chime in, but, uh, to piggyback off Will's point, And I mean, the easy comparison could be like, well, Japanese people don't like shooting people and stealing cars. And, and I, I really don't think that's, that's the case because. I think Japanese people love shooting people and and stealing cars. Uh, I agree. Uh, but when, (laughs) but when you look, when you look at the, the top three games here on the list, Pokemon, Monster Hunter 4 and Animal Crossing, those are all games that, uh, you can play for several hours in a row. You can play for you know fifteen minutes. Uh, you can play on a train. Uh, you can play on a bus. You can play while in class and not paying attention. Uh, but something like Grand Theft Auto is uh, a very solo experience on your couch, um, not going out, not socializing. Pretty much everything what Will said, and I think that kind of speaks for the culture here in the United States, where uh, I think all of us in this in this podcast we. We try to take our 3DSs everywhere, and we probably get pretty excited when we get like one street pass, one when, street we, pass. when we go to the yep. mall. Um, but a lot of other people who play video games in the United States, pr- primarily like Xbox gamers or uh, PlayStation 3 or 4 gamers, uh, they want that solo experience of like, I'm just going to sit on my couch and play Call of Duty with people online. Like, yes, you're playing online, but um, these games, Pokemon X and Y, Monster Hunter, you play with... You play with not only online, but with people you know or strangers you meet, and that's not really the case for other games. Yes, Call of Duty, you play with strangers you meet, but you're not sitting across from them on, on like a train. Oh yeah, where you we, you can't think that they're in, there's it's somebody who's in the room with you. Yes, right. Train you, trains are trains are not allowed in Call of Duty. Anyone <laughs> who plays Call of Duty isn't even allowed to go on a train. We're probably we'd probably be better off that way. Um, yeah. seeing Crazy as the, I think the appeal of the living room social gamer is that it's, it's the mediated, mediated social environment, right? I can say and do anything I want because no one will ever know who I am versus the somewhat mediated social environment that's offered by the 3DS where you're, you do have to sort of contain your actual actions a little more because somebody on that train car could, you know, figure out who you are and punch you. Um, <laughs> Versus the non-mediated social environment of actually talking to other human beings and interacting. Ponder that and write an essay for next week. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. glad we just agree. They're I, like, yeah. I think we get. Uh, and how much get, of my grade is it worth? It's uh, 43 percent of your grade. It's a pretty specific number. The, the other twenty percent is how good you can Im- <laughs> Im- imitate me. <laughs> Um, Steve is like the other 20%. His <laughs> grades are only made up of 63%. <laughs> the other... We haven't calculated out the other, the other percentage here. 37% is class participation. <laughs> Just showing up. Um, the great thing about being in a Pokemon community is because we're, we are stuck to the 3DS, so that's pretty much our primary device of uh, playing these games. So I think a lot of us see this when we go to Pokemon events and we see 
Um, even just going to something like nationals where you're like, everyone's wearing a Pokemon hat and I'm not wearing a Pokemon hat. Oh God, I'm the odd one out here. Or you get, you know, just little kids who don't understand how complicated battling is and not having a person like Travis break it down for them, but how much they love. When you say break it down, you mean like break it down, like (laughs) drop a beat. Uh, they're just passionate about having like a stuffed Jolteon in their hands or something like that. Um, and you never get that kind of community with like a Grand Theft Auto Five. Like you don't have like five people who love Grand Theft Auto Five just like decked out in GTA hats, carrying like fake guns, being like, "Oh my god, I stole a car and then ran it into somebody's house." And then, I mean, you get those stories, but you don't get that like. <laughs> That fandom almost. That oh no, yeah, I uh, I showed up to uh, Grand Theft Auto Virginia Regionals with a dead prostitute in my trunk. <laughs> <laughs> You're all decked, you were decked out, but uh, even uh, Monster Hunter they have the, they have a pretty strong community of people who dress up and cosplay, and uh, they have uh, Monster Hunter Academy out in California that uh, they have like classes, like legit classes for it uh, with Capcom Unity. Um, Animal Crossing Nintendo does uh, meetups, and there's tons of cosplay for that and everything. And I think that's why these games are just so high in Japan. And when I personally, when I go to like a Comic Con or a C2E2 or a Gen Con to see those cosplayers and to see that passion, like that's why I also like these games a lot over something like a Grand Theft Auto V. So can we expect a Steve uh, Sycamore cosplay? Uh, yes, yep. a Steve Sycamore cosplay exclusively for Will. I think uh, <laughs> I think uh, with Steve's hairstyle, he would actually fit in quite well with a Sycamore. Uh, yeah, and I can barely grow a beard like Sycamore. Um, but just as a public service announcement, there is uh, one um, particular fandom where it is not appropriate and never acceptable to do cosplay, and that is uh, Homestuck. Um, please refrain <laughs> from any cosplay. Thank you. Oh man, that Homestuck, My Little Pony, and I would say probably Star Wars between Star Wars and Star Trek. I will include them both. So those four were the most popular cosplays at Gen Con. Seriously, Homestuck? Oh, there yeah. were oh, yeah. tons. They were like oh, the goth oh. people of oh, Gen Con. Oh, That's basically half of Anime Expo was Homestuck. Oh! Did Anime Expo have a lot of My Little Pony, or no? Mm, not at all. I didn't actually see any. Cosplay My Little Pony. Uh, you have like a group of. You just wear a horse people. mask. <laughs> you just wear a horse mask. Uh, <laughs> you buy wigs or just dress up in the color of whatever pony, and then like paste the cutie mark on your butt. <laughs> I think we're done with this topic. Got nothing to say. Nothing to say. This has been another episode of the Pokemon <laughs> Podcast, and we are. Uh, we can, uh, since it's already downhill, we can move into what we didn't like about X and Y. That's, <laughs> that's the second part of this conversation. Um, I don't know who wants to start. start. I can start. Cause, oh, or, we'll can start. Cause, I mean, I've already been vocal about uh, my biggest disappointment being the uh, the, the megastones. You can't trade them across systems and retain one copy for yourself. So, um, 
that that and the fact that you can't collect all of the uh, evolution items that you need to complete the Kalos Pokedex in game, uh, you know, just that those, those are my standard big time complaints because uh, it's for me, you, you know, I guess the Battle Maison didn't turn out to be as hard as I thought it was going to be because Gudra worked out for me, and I actually, you know, you just had to get to level twenty, uh, I guess four times, five times, to uh, in order to get enough battle points to buy the Razor Fang and the Razor Claw. But you think that... Uh, 100 BP for completing uh, 20? Or uh, is that super that they give you 100? Yeah, you know, you don't get 100. But uh, you complete 20 and you get to um, battle the first of the... What is their name? Sean... Sean Chatelaine? Chatelaine, yeah. Um, and so I think she gives you 10 for just doing the basic. <laughs> but either either way, um, it, it wasn't that hard. And, and now that I've stopped trying to use Talonflame for super training, which if anybody is trying to defeat the uh, super secret, secret super training uh, levels using Talonflame, stop right now and switch to something else. I think the green ball is actually the easiest one, um, which green. this was, isn't explained anywhere, <clears throat> but... The different Pokemon types shoot different types of balls in super training. Mm-hmm. So the green ball actually accrues you points fastest. Um, I, it's a little harder to aim, but uh, you get more points when you hit the goal. So uh, definitely Blastoise um, and probably Water types uh, will get you there. And I've already started to accrue more Evolution Stones quickly because I switched away from Talonflame to Blastoise. Yeah, Greninja worked the best for me for Secret Super Training. Well, I would never recommend using Greninja for anything, because that's just a piece of crap Pokemon. Get out of town, (laughs) (laughs) Dude has his tongue sticking out and wrapped around his neck. That is not a Pokemon. That's a deformity. Uh, You can pet the tongue, though. Ew! He's... Awesome. Oh, he's, he's great. He's so cool with his floppy tongue sticking out his mouth. <sighs> I don't like know what you're missing. Let's see. Uh, Greninja made it to competitive. Uh, Chestnut stayed where he is. Who cares about the starter? Besides Travis. Do you guys think it's weird that like Chestnut oh. like merges its hands <laughs> together for a shield? Does it really? Apparently, apparently, Steve interrupted me, so I couldn't defend Greninja. <laughs> That was the whole plan. Even when I started Pokemon X, um, I selected Venikin as my starter Pokemon. I'm going to have an all-fire team for Pokemon X. Uh, but that, those are my biggest complaints. It's the fact that it's it's kind of broken away from, like, if me and a friend have the two versions of Pokemon, both of us can get to completion and everything, that that's no longer possible, and you have to have your own copy of both to have completion of everything. Next. Um, I actually sort of don't like that um, you get the Gen 1 starters. Um, I like that, you know, they have Megas and that sort of thing. But I sort of find it to be um, a little limiting in terms of what team you end up using. Because you don't want to just, like, box it. That feels wrong. So two of your slots are filled up and, like, everyone's going to have two starters on their team. And I feel like it limits the creativity of um, what team you end up with by the end of the game, um, for at least for the single 
single-player experience. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I think my team was already full of what I wanted to use by, like, the fairy gem. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really add anything else at all. Because I've seen everything that I wanted to use. Yeah. I guess in their defense, there's only, you know, 69 new Pokemon. There's not, like, 150. There's more than 69 new Pokemon, because there's that's exactly, inappropriate. There's exactly 69 exactly new Pokemon. Exactly 69 new Pokemon. Even with Hoopla? No. We're, yeah, we're not counting them, I guess. Yeah, because that would be 72. That you are not wrong. <laughs> you can I, count. I can math. Sixty nine is an inappropriate number of Pokemon. So I don't know what you're sure, thinking about. Will this is the this is the part of the episode where there's like a a, a flashback sound effect, like a and it goes back to uh, episode sixty nine, and there's like twenty people in the episode, and everyone's like, because <laughs> it's the episode number sixty nine, and that's a thing. Yeah, I, I was not part of that episode. Um, that's still funny. <laughs> still funny. So, complaint was getting the starter, preventing creativity. Yeah, I feel you. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll skip Andrew here. He seems to have some size of. I don't know, size of disappointment. Size of doubt. Doubt. Uh, what I didn't like in X and Y was actually the the pacing with the gym leaders. And this mm. is kind of a complaint for um, maybe all the Pokemon games, but uh, I was really digging that um, when you get to the first gym, you're around level you know, 10. Second gym, you're around like level 20. And then you're like, all right, third gym, probably level 30, because... That's where I was in the game. Like I was at level thirty, approaching the third gym, and they're like, "Ah, no, you're still going to be about level 20. And you're like, "Okay, maybe just too close." And then it's like, "All right, level forty now, approaching the fourth gym," and they're like, "Ah, we're still level twenty nine." And you're just like, "I felt like you were way overpowered after the second gym." Well, even and also the there's share. It's better. Yeah, but also the. Uh... The super long break between uh, one between the first and second gym. Wow. Yeah, it that, was long, but in retrospect, I really liked that journey. I feel like there's a lot of content in it. Like, I don't feel like it was um, slow in the sense of like I had to like slog through like annoying caves or something like that. Like, I think there might better might have been one cave in between. Um, but I thought it was like in what was in between there was enjoyable, like going to the mansion, um, having your friend hit on you for a while, watching fireworks. <laughs> yeah, and I think it was good that they put it so close to the beginning of the game um, because uh, really after Gym 7, I felt like that drag of like, okay, I just want to get this over with. Okay, let me let me think of what I hate about this game because I obviously have over 300 hours into this game. So there has to be something like you don't like that. Like every time you log in, you're just like, I wish this was a little different. Um, no, actually. I mean, this isn't my favorite generation at all. Like, um, but this isn't about generations. Uh, it's about the game specifically. Yeah. I, I guess that, uh, the number of new Pokemon is really disappointing, but, uh, it's easily overcome with the amount of Pokemon that they throw in that we've had before. 
but I was just really expecting a little bit more Pokemon, like at least 80. 69 is like the lowest number of Pokemon we've had, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Pokemon XD and Colosseum had more Pokemon than uh, X, and y, uh, X and Y did. <laughs> In terms of catchable ones, I mean, it is. Got it. it was, I guess it's really, really nitpicky, but... Uh, uh, the critical hit ratio is a lot different in this game. It's more easy to get a critical hit from what I've seen. Oh, you and you. I actually, I really like the new crit mechanics. Not when you're doing those locks. <laughs> oh, it's who true. does those? Me. Um, but I like because now uh, critical hits are, do occur. I think a little more often. Maybe not. Um, but it is 1.5 times damage as opposed to 2. Um, yeah. And, like, the one thing I don't like is that they also change it so that, like, if you increase your uh, rate, like, you in at some way increase the ratio of your critical hit, whether by focus energy or scope lens or something, at the point where you've gotten to 3 increases to that, it's 100% critical hit ratio. So people always just bring in uh, Kingdra, which has Sniper, which makes critical hits do more damage and uses focus energy and gives it a scope lens. So every move is a critical hit and it just is kind of annoying. I don't like that, but I do like that critical hits don't do twice the amount of damage anymore. It's a little less infuriating. Well, it's uh, it's uh, 50% less. I mean, it's better than Gen 1's mechanic of critical hit ratio. <laughs> Based on speed? Yep. Go back, go back, go back. Pidgeot, Pidgeot, Pidgeot. Uh yeah, but I don't really have anything negative to say about oh, the game. I, I I liked a lot of it, but uh, it was just small things here and there that kind of bugged me, like critical hits and uh, how many Pokemon were in the game. I was confused if Golbat or Crobat's the final, but Crobat's the final, which wasn't in Gen One. Okay, <laughs> no, that's right. You have the Golbat. I, I need to correct myself, or I'm going to get voluminous tweetage. Yeah, Crobat requires friendship. Sweet, I think that's all we got for that. So what we can do is we can take another quick break for you guys, and uh, when we come back, we will talk about our Pokemon of the Week, and uh, we're going to do some shout-outs, because a lot of you left us reviews in iTunes, so we're going to shout you out. And uh, it's uh, somebody's birthday today, so we're going to give them a shout-out too, right after our break. And we are back once again from our break to talk to you about more Pokemans. The Pokies, mans. Uh, before we begin, uh, I was up late last night editing a almost year old video. Uh, <laughs> it was from uh, the 2013 C2E2. Uh, it was me speaking in front of a room of about 200 people. 200 inspiring Pokemon trainers. Um, but that is up on YouTube now. It... Uh, it is me walking around on stage uh, answering questions before X and Y had details. So it's a lot of like, what do you think the final starters are going to be? And what do you think of this new Mewtwo evolution thing, Armor <laughs> Jigger, that we saw? Um, but I did go through and 
clean up the audio, clean up the video. Uh, all the questions have the little subtitles at the bottom because sometimes you can't hear the person asking the question. So it's all there. Um, it's pretty funny, I think. I mean, it's me, so I think I'm funny because I look like an idiot on stage. So uh, if you want to check that out, that's up on our YouTube page because we have a YouTube page now and we just hit 100 subscribers. Uh, so thank you, everyone, who subscribed to us on YouTube. Um, but that is uh, something cool to see and uh, I guess worth watching. I don't know. Uh, we'll find out. Uh, other than that, uh, we're going to actually just start off with some... Uh, iTunes shout outs here. So I said, if you leave us a review in iTunes, we will uh, give you a shout out on air. Um, I don't know where we left off last time. Last time we had like the star me one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to find most recent. That was a star me impression. I'm sorry. I, I, I picked that up. <laughs> yeah. So we got a couple. Star, star me is like the only Pokemon that doesn't go star me, star me. <laughs> Army. Oh, it goes whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. No, it goes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Andrew did the best impression. Thank you. This is where you. This is where, this where you where reinsert you the impression, dude. It was like, <laughs> yeah. It's like some old Asian Asian uh, man Star coughing. Asian exclusive. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, first review is best. Pokemon podcast for all the listeners by Don the Cop. Uh, just a bunch of hunks talking about Pokemans. Can you please talk about how bad Aurorus is and how awesome Malamar is? Malamar is a marshmallow chocolate cookie, not a Pokemon. <laughs> what? Yeah, is that I know. That squid I... thing? Yeah, it is, but I mean, Andrew's right. And I also don't understand. Okay, I understand where they got Inkay from, the, uh, the pre evolution, right? Yeah, but like, well, no, it's it's supposed to come from uh, okay, like you know, passive agreement to something. Um, but then I don't know how that relates to Malamar. Somebody's gonna have to explain that to me. Maybe a cookie. they thought the squid was as delicious as a cookie. Maybe it means mm. mal meaning like mall. The suffix meaning bad. Real talk, Malamar is probably like my worst bad cookie. It's like the worst evolution ever to get. Oh, it's so dumb. You have to battle with your 3DS held upside down. It's dumb. Yep. I thought you just have to turn it upside down after the battle. At, you know, what, point? Be, At what point, Steve? You have to have it turned upside down before it hits 39. And if you don't have it upside down before it hits 39 in a battle, too bad. You gotta wait the next level. Yep. Got I it. waited until like 50. Because <laughs> I kept doing it wrong. A lot of people try to use Malamar because of contrary, and they like use superpower or whatever. But I don't even think its stats are even stellar enough for it to really be able to pull it off because it probably dies before it can do anything. What's it's amazing is this isn't even the Pokemon of the week. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Uh, uh, next one. Oh, was... Wait, 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 wait. The 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 thing that he got the most wrong there was the hunks. What did he say? A couple of hunks. A bunch of hunks. Yeah, he ain't never met Travis. <laughs> oh, whoa! Just <laughs> insults here. He just like Travis just deflated. <laughs> Travis Fugly Wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, man. Next one is excellent by J Lom. Been an avid Pokemon fan for as long as I can remember, and I absolutely enjoy this podcast. These guys know what they're talking about, and they listen. 
to keep up to date on the latest Pokemon and their humor as well. We keep the up to date on our humor. This dude is also completely wrong because obviously I know nothing about Pokemon. Neither do I. <laughs> really? I don't either. And keep up to date with our humor is funny since we're making like Beethoven jokes Bro, at the beginning of the show. I update, my, I update my humor like every two hours. <laughs> yeah. But like sync it, up. sync it with iTunes. Um, yep. Next one is Super Infective Indeed by Virtual Age. What a great show we have here. If you like Pokemon, you should be listening to the show without a doubt. Always include a great panel of hosts and going over everything from news stories, uh, news to story elements to competitive battling and sometimes vegetables. These guys get my vote for <laughs> best Pokemon podcast out there. Keep up the great work. I think that's a call for more vegetables. I think so too. I think, I think so everybody wants healthy living. Harvest Moon Magical Melody was a great GameCube game. Um, the achievement system was like very like intuitive, and I love the fact time. that uh, I've actually played this game for several several hours. It's really so, fun. It's super I, good. Okay, so I still haven't played started playing Harvest Moon yet, but can you grow bok choy? Uh, I don't think so. Probably. What, it is. what you should do, Will, uh, in all honesty, is... Oh, oh, wait, no, never mind. They have Harvest Moon, the Super Nintendo version, which is one of the best versions, but that's on Wii U in the virtual console store. They have uh, Harvest Moon on Game Boy Color for eShop. Is that good? It's Game Boy Color Harvest Moon, so uh, take that as I, you will. I have- I have the 3DS Harvest Moon. I just haven't put it into my 3DS. I did think that one got good reviews. Which one is it? Is it The Tale of Two Towns or is it uh, something else? Oh, that would require me getting out of bed to actually look, so <laughs> that's not going to happen. We'll, we'll tackle it next week on Vegetable Cast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we. Uh, we just become a Veggie Tales fan <laughs> show. Oh my god. If you want, I I know somebody who knows the creator of VeggieTales. I can get them on the show. Yeah, that would be that would be it. That would be the spot that'll blow us up, VeggieTales creator. (laughs) Next next review is uh, worth all the hoopla by Mulma A Fox. Um, Comment is SBJ needs to be an authority on Pokemon pronunciations. Love the podcast. You guys have got me through a lot. Not necessarily tough. I've just listened to you guys for a long time. Keep up the work. And on pronunciation. It's, isn't it pronunciation? Yeah, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do Chances a lot are. of the feedback we get is from people who are like, I work in a factory doing very repetitive labor, so I listen to Pokemon podcasts to get me through the day. And I was like, is that really the community that we're serving? <laughs> Hard labor of the United States. I tend to listen to a lot of podcasts when I'm like moving stuff around. And it's just like a lot, of, a lot of things around. I guess like <laughs> yeah, furniture. Really if you or cl- I mean, I guess cleaning up would be a cleaning. better term. I'm the same way as Andrew. Cleaning. I listen to a lot of podcasts on cleaning and when driving, because when yeah. I'm like driving, it's it keeps you more awake than just like a song, because your brain's more active. Mentally, especially uh, you can play Pokemon while listening to podcasts, and that's pretty cool. That's what I do a lot. Yeah. I can't listen. It's hard to listen to podcasts while I'm like actually like doing work work because I'm just like so I have my workflow slows down so I can focus more on the conversation. So that's when I normally listen to music. Anyways, yeah. uh, last review is shorts are super comfy by I love pop up lights. I uh, found this show right before one of my road trips and it pretty much saved me from falling asleep at the wheel. Hey, see, see, we just said this. 
We uh, saved a life. Podcast saves lives. And dying in a grisly inferno of twisted steel and plastic. Uh, now I play it on my commute to work and makes my days seem a little less terrible. Good banter and even better info. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you, Pop-Up Lights. I'm really confused because I would say our banter is somewhat mediocre and the inf- info is really worse. <laughs> <laughs> but more power to you. I guess uh, if the people like it. <laughs> so if you would like us to read your review and give you a shout out, uh, just leave us a review in iTunes. Then we'll do it. I will leave sense. 50. <laughs> I will make 50. I and the 43rd shout out to Andrew <laughs> is just blah. The. It's just a link to an anime girl. <laughs> uh, another quick shout out to uh, one of our reoccurring uh, guests, which was Jay. It is Jay's birthday today. So happy birthday, Jay. You were supposed to be on, but you woke up late. The biggest salsa ever. The biggest, extreme, the most extreme, extreme salsa ever. I just uh, would like to know from Jay if um, I will ever, ever get to find out the end of Shattered Gemstones. Yeah, that is a good. I don't think Jay. he wants to talk about that. Oh no! It's, it'll never end. It's like the mystery of Edwin Drew. It's like Days of Our Lives. <laughs> it just never ends. Uh, moving on to our Pokemon of the week. Oh yeah. Huh? Uh, this was actually a, uh, somebody on Twitter was like, uh, you guys should talk about Weavile. And I was like, well, we'll make Weavile Pokemon of the Week. So that's what it is. So now we have to talk about it. Wee Wee. Uh, I don't think we've covered Weavile. There's a lot of Pokemon we haven't covered, obviously, since we're only at like 130 shows and there's 600 and some Pokemon, 700 and some Pokemon. And Travis probably repeated one. Most likely. Look. It's not my job to be going back in every episode and figuring out when they talked about Ampharos. We talked about Ampharos twice? Did we? I I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, you know, I'm pretty sure we talked about Azumarill like five times. So really? Yeah, because I'm like, i like, oh god, not this crappy Pokemon again. <laughs> Somebody crappy should Pokemon. go on Azumarill is very good this generation. Excuse me. <laughs> oh my me. god, so I'm so sick of hearing this. <laughs> he's like she's so great so very blah blah right, here we go just like down the Azumarill hole you again brought up, just Will, like, you brought it up Will you brought it up and now I'm gonna attack so it's just my plea for somebody Andrew's to go on Bulbapedia and rough. like enhance the it's super effective page on Bulbapedia and just put in every Pokemon of the week that's been featured in every episode if somebody did that that would be really cool if, people, if anyone wants to update our Bulbapedia page or make it better Greatly appreciated. And if they need answers or questions, uh, you can just tweet at me on Twitter. I will answer those questions so our Bulbapedia page can get better. Just yeah, don't we're, fill we're, the whole section not... with just the word poop. <laughs> that sums up our show in one word, really. Just control A, delete. <laughs> poop. <laughs> uh, so, so Weavile, who is a weasel-like Pokemon... Uh, is just a dark and ice type. The only dark and ice type, I believe. I could be completely mm, wrong. No, uh, no he is. Well, dark ice too. Sneasel doesn't count. They're the same evolutionary line. <sighs> okay, 
fine. They do count as two separate Pokemon. <laughs> they're they're one will. Uh what do we have here on Weavile? He was uh in Super Smash Brothers Brawl. He comes out of a Pokeball and does false swipe on a, an opponent. He goes, Weavile. That was actually <laughs> Super Smash Brothers Brawl was the first time I saw Weavile. Really? Yeah. Did he was he in debuted in platinum in Diamond and Pearl, Four, but I yeah, guess I never saw it in Diamond and Pearl until Brawl. Because he's one he was one of the added evolutions, sort of like Electivire, Magmortar, that sort of thing. Oh yeah. His yeah. B file was introduced in Gen th- uh, two or three. Or sorry, Sneasel, I mean. Sneasel, Sneasel was Gen two. Yeah, Gen he was two. one of the original Dark. And then what, you give it a let's see if I can do this, you give it a something claw. Sure. Dude, uh, I was just claw. complaining about this 15 minutes ago. Razor Claw. You're the Razor Claw. The you razor. trade it. And he uh, evolves from Sneasel when leveled up at night. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. That's why he's not evolving during the day. <laughs> he uh, evolves at night. He has to hold a Razor Claw with high friendship, full stomach of Pokepuffs, and uh, lots of tickles in Pokemon Me, and you have to hold the 3DS sideways while <laughs> shaking it and dancing to one of the tunes that you create in the next version of Pokemon. Pokemon plus and, the, and minus. And then Rock you have conversion. to jump, and then you have to do an Olympic swim while making a trainer PR video. <laughs> Yes, and you have to wink at the 3DS so that the camera can capture you winking just as it starts to evolve. Or it won't capture your face at all and just disappoint your Pokemon. <laughs> have you seen all the, the screen caps people have taken of the uh, the like legendaries that you can only get from PokeBank at this point? And it says, like, yeah. make a big smile. And it's like, cure uh, them black. And it's like... <laughs> I saw the Kyogre one, and that's, that's terrifying. One. Are these memes that you aren't sharing with me? <coughs> Would you call that a meme? Yeah. It's just like a picture of Kyogre smiling. <laughs> trying to smile. It's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, Weavile appeared in Lucario and the Mystery of Mew. Uh, somebody named Kid, K-I-D-D, owns two Weaviles. Weavile. Um, Weavile also made an appearance in the Duels of the Jungle, where two more Weavile are fighting over who would rule a group of Weavile and Sneevile. Sneevile. <laughs> That's for the TV show. There's not much uh, actually about Weavile. I mean, they have the, the standard what Weavile looks like, but um, nothing more than that. It's a uh, shiny spider's pink. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. And uh, it's four times weak to fighting, which, you know, fighting type moves are really common in the game. So very easy to knock out. Not with that focus sash. That focus sash. Uh... <laughs> I only have my Pokemon hold plates. How much does that well, even boost? I forgot. Is it like... It's 10%. 10%? Yeah. Or yes. 20%. 20% rather. Love... 10% <laughs> is like uh, the... Whatever band and whatever lens, not choice. The other one, wise glasses or whatever. Mm. I love some of the trivia sometimes in Bulbapedia. This one is Weavile weighs as much as Dawn. It shares a similarity with Porygon Z. <laughs> Spot oh, on. Thanks, Bulbapedia. Spot on trivia. 
Uh, That's the only thing I miss from Tumblr is thanks, Bulbapedia. (laughs) (laughs) Weavile has the highest base stat of any Ice-type Pokemon, and it is tied for the fastest Dark-type Pokemon with Darkrai. It's Darkrai. Um, Do you all want some moveset ideas for Weavile? We would love moveset ideas for Weavile. I'm thinking you can either do, like Andrew said, Focus Sash would be an idea. Um, in that case, probably like knock off ice shard, um, like and it's all you uh, need. Oh, that's kick. all you need. <laughs> You're done. Low kick, and then maybe uh, hone claws. Uh, it probably could ice punch. pursuit. It can get it can get pursuit or ice punch. Yeah, that's good too. Um. Or alternatively, you can do a very similar set and do Life Orb. And I think with Life Orb, it can actually um, take out things like Tyranitar and Heatran with one low kick. So that's cool. Assuming it doesn't it's, have like a Choppleberry. Have you guys heard it's, of Freeze Dry? Yes. What? This move that's is new, sweet. Yeah, it's a new move. It uh, basically uh, turns them into. No. No, it's, water so type. it's. Yeah, it's an ice-type move move that's super effective against water. It has a 10% chance of freezing. Mm -hmm. And it does 70 damage and 100% accuracy. But you know the worst thing about freeze-dry for Weavile? The only way it can learn it... No, the only way that it can learn it is if its dad is... uh, Deli Bird? Deli Bird. (laughs) (laughs) Daddy Deli Bird. (laughs) Daddy Bird. <laughs> Daddy Thanks, Bird. Dad. Daddy Thanks, Bird. Dad, for the freeze dry. Need some freeze dry up in here. <laughs> what if your dad was Santa Claus? <laughs> <laughs> AKA Deli Bird. You know, Santa Claus's children receive no presents, they can only give. Would you be oh. willing to teach Weavile Icicle Crash since it can learn that from Bear Tick or no? Does it do recoil? No. Then yes, that's better than ice punch. Eighty percent chance to hit and an eighty. Ninety percent chance to hit. Ninety percent chance to hit and eighty power. Eighty-five power with a thirty percent chance to flinch. Flinch. Mm, Maybe better than ice punch. The accuracy kind of scares me. Yeah, ninety. It's like fly being ninety-five percent accurate. It's, I guess, how risky you play, you run, ice go crash. Get that stab. Is uh, Weavile still used competitively? I feel like he was used a little bit in Gen 5. Not uh. as much as in, like, Gen 4 and 5, but he's still around. I mean, with the knockoff uh, increase and that sort of thing, um, a little bit, but it's a little more unlikely to see him given... Um, uh, like things like Aegislash. I mean, he gets dark type, but I mean, Aegislash can just take it out with one iron head. So and he is nice because a lot of, for, at least from my perspective, it seems like the the game has slowed down a lot. A lot of the Pokemon that are used are a lot slower. There are a lot more priority users, things like Aegislash, Diggersby, um, Azumarill, but. Um, but for the majority, the Pokemon that get used are slower, like Rotom, which has always been used, but even a lot more this generation. Um, 
and like Mega Garchomp as opposed to Scarf Garchomp, that sort of thing. So that's sort of his niche is that he's super fast. So can you knock off a Mega Stone from a Pokemon? No. That'd be amazing. That would be super cool. Mm-hmm. But you can knock off like their Quick Claw. <laughs> you could. Or their, their Choice Scarf, or their Leftovers, or their Citrus Berry. Knockoff never seems to work for me for some reason. Knockoff, Snatch, stuff like that. Maybe you're just what, doing that. I don't know. How does Snatch even work? Is that like... I feel like you don't... You, you can't be held... You can't have a held item already. Right. Yeah, that's the thing with Thief. And I can pull off Thief, but not Snatch. Isn't that the same thing? It just doesn't do any damage? Because they have to attack you. Oh. It's like they attack you and uh And then you take their held item. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait, yeah Which is I have Snatch up right now. Snatch is a non damaging dark type move introduced in Gen three. It is blah blah blah. Snatch is an increased priority move, priority plus four. Uh, the effect of the first status move used by any other Pokemon on the same turn will be applied to the user of Snatch instead of to the other Pokemon. Oh, so it doesn't have anything to do with items. Um, items. Yeah. Oh, so that's more of a double or triple battle thing, sounds like. Hmm. Steals so you the can... effects of the move the foe uses next. Oh, I see. So in X and Y, the user steals the effects of any attempt to use a healing or stat-changing move. Oh, so like if you did Dragon Dance or something, you could snatch a Dragon Dance away from a, like a Gyarados. That's pretty cool. Hmm. But you can get a Weavile with the pickpocket uh, hidden ability, which is basically the same as knockoff, except that instead of you being proactive, if somebody hits you with a attacking move, then you take their item. You or their, you you get their item is removed. You cannot snatch a protect, and you cannot snatch a snatch. I can snatch a snatch. Don't you tell me what I can and cannot do. <laughs> There we go. Uh, I think that's uh, I think that's all we got for you guys today. You can't snatch a snatch. Take that you here. can low kick a low kick. Boom. That's right. Andrew, where can they find oh. you? Where can you find me? Uh, you can follow me on my main account on Twitter, which is at Venoshock. Uh, hopefully, I don't change it in the, anytime soon. Because I've been tempted many times, but then I'm like, oh, crap, wait, I said my name was Renashok on Pokemon Podcast. Um, <laughs> You're famous. They're just going to direct me to a... <laughs> you should make another... once If you change it, you make another account called Venoshock, and the bio is just, sorry, I changed to at <laughs> I like socks. <laughs> I like socks. I love you. Um... And then, actually, since the last episode that I was on, uh, I talked about Battle Arcade on the last time. And our first episode, well, first part of our episode actually uh, went up. And that was covering type matchups. So if um, you're interested in learning very basic stuff about Pokemon, <laughs> uh, uh, Battle Arcade's Twitter is at Battle Arcade. And just uh, follow the links from in that description right there. Because I'm far too lazy to talk about the YouTube channel and link that properly. <laughs> so, so um, Andrew, I, I did hear that Battle Arcade is a video-type production as opposed to one of those really boring audio-only type podcasts? <laughs> yep. Cool. Um, we're working on part two of that episode right now, so hang tight. 
it's just us being lazy with writing. Lines are no problem to record. You actually it's write like, ahead of time? Yeah. Um, wow. It's actually <laughs> like very hard to, to, to figure out reasons why moves are super effective on things. Like, you tell me why um, bugs are super effective on grass, or why doesn't bugs electric... Eat bugs eat grass! Okay, then why is grass uh, super effective on water? And don't tell me it absorbs water. it. It does. It the grows. roots absorbs the water and it grows. And then why is water not very effective on grass? Because it gets sucked up. Yeah. Are you sure? I water my grass. You know the how- grass grows better. It doesn't start to wilt. You don't have you don't- grass. What do you mean? I have plenty of grass. You don't have grass. I've, I've got class. <laughs> but yeah, basically, that's it. Um... Yeah. 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 Travis? Twitter.com slash the Travis W. And a Travis W. <laughs> my bot is at oh a Travis God. W, which just tweets out the same, like, what, 260 tweets once an hour. My bot is <laughs> very not foul. 260 not follow it. <laughs> my bot, you could probably get to it by looking at Travis's bot. <laughs> I like I like when Jay's bot tweets at my bot and they just go back and forth. <laughs> oh. Amazing. Will, where can they find you? Well, I certainly don't have a bot, but uh I'll make one. No. Uh on uh Twitter. Twitter, uh you can follow me at wash in the sink. Um and I think I'm going to be a little more active on there because uh, we got that request from the guy in Alaska who wants me to, you know, say things like uh, on uh, the podcast, <laughs> which I can't do, but I can do that in Twitter. So, you know, he can. You should use uh, Venusaur instead of Bulbasaur for that because those are heavy words. <laughs> <laughs> heavy, heavy words. So the less family friendly uh, is uh, is Twitter. Yeah, there you go. There we go. You guys can follow the podcast on Twitter. It's at Pokemon Podcast. We just hit 17,000 followers uh, a couple days ago. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PKMNCast. And you can uh, do the Google Plus thing as well and the YouTube thing as well. They're all Google Plus and YouTube is like the same thing nowadays. Uh, other than that, leave a, leave us a review in iTunes and you get a shout out. You can listen to us on Stitcher Radio. And finally, it is Shorty Awards season again. And uh, there's a little bit of real changes this year to the Shorty Awards. Instead of taking the top six, they're taking the top four. And they are not focusing on community categories as much this year as they did in years past. Uh, so if you do want to vote for the podcast, um, it's just shortyawards.com slash Pokemon podcast. Uh, we are winning that by a landslide because no one's really participating like they did in previous years. But we've won it for the last three years, so we might as well go for a fourth year. Uh, Pokemon Podcast is trying to win the podcast category, hashtag podcast. And then finally, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at Dragging a Lake. And uh, same thing as last year, I am running in the podcaster uh, category. I felt like I said that funny podcaster. Um, podcaster. podcaster, which is shortyawards.com slash dragging a lake. Uh, I've been in first for the whole week. Uh, 
that probably won't last much longer. But if you want to vote for me, that would be awesome. We give you hours of entertainment, and we'll ju we're just asking for a tweet. Um, so you can either go to draggingalake.com or... Draggingalake.com. Don't go there. <laughs> that domain doesn't exist. Go to shortyawards.com slash draggingalake, and you can vote there. Or you can simply tweet, I nominate at draggingalake for a shorty award in podcaster. Hashtag podcaster. Because, insert reason. And then just make up anything. And then you vote. It counts. Then you're done. It's as simple as that. Oops, Google Chrome could not find dragonelect.com. I told you it doesn't exist. <laughs> I used to own that domain, though, at one point in my life. Hey, uh, Steve. Yes. You know that Froki plushie you bought me? Yes. Well, what I'm doing right now is I'm bending its eyes sideways <laughs> so that instead of, like, sticking out from its head, <laughs> it's like, it looks like they don't really stick out at all. <laughs> They're just completely sideways, so he looks, like, really mad. <laughs> <laughs> Steve never bought me a stuffed animal. That's right. I bought. I brought. Uh, I brought. I bought Travis and Carly little Christmas presents. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> None of you guys else got something. Um, there we go. Shorty awards. Uh, oh, this is where I say um, thank you, Travis. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, Will. Whatever. Thank you, Andrew. Good morning. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective. Super effective. <laughs> Will, what are you doing? Did we save the dinosaurs? We saved the dinosaurs. We did it. Oh, that's good.